Okay, and we're back live. <clears throat> Welcome to the uh, Age of Hill podcast. This is episode number five here with Lars. <clears throat> so, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of talk when you're when you're um, going into business or when you're um, starting in a career in entrepreneurship or if you want to start your own business or whatever it is. There's always marketing. Marketing is a quintessential part of every aspect of business, no matter what. Um, domain you're in, uh, what sector you're in, what your function is, what your company does. Nonetheless, all you marketing is the common denominator uh, in business, no matter where you are. And today, I thought I'd give uh, or share some insight on a very, very, uh, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, you could call it a fresh uh, concept of marketing or fresh domain under the umbrella of marketing and advertising. Uh, and that would be growth hacking. So growth hacking was coined back in 2010. Um, so as you can see, it's only about eight, nine years old, uh, but it is one of the best tools you can use to leverage uh, limited funds into exponential growth or, or amazing results overall. Um, so today I thought I'd share some tips, some analogies on, on how you can leverage growth hacking to increase uh, benefit for your company or for your, uh, for your startup. So uh, I'll just read from an article here and I'll, I'll read the definition uh, as defined uh, here uh, on what is a growth hacker or what is growth hacking. So uh, what is growth hacking? Well, by the books, growth hacking is a uh, process of rapidly experimenting and implementing marketing and promotional strategies that are solely focused on efficient and rapid business growth. Um, as I said, it was coined back in 2010 by CEO Sean Ellis of Growth Hackers, um, and growth hacking achieves results fast. With minimal expenditure, as I said before, and the hacking part is about finding clever shortcuts that bring big results. So I'll give you some examples later on. Uh, now, what is a growth hacker? Uh, well, a growth hacker obviously is the one that uh, implements or experiments with the growth hacking methodologies and strategies uh, themselves. But a growth hacker, again, by the book, as defined, anyone who executes, executes a growth hacking strategy is a growth hacker. But there's more to the term than it might appear. Um, Sean Ellis described the growth hacker as a person who goes, true north is growth. You can, you can uh, reflect on that however you wish. In other words, unlike traditional marketers who may, be, uh, to, who may have a broader view and may be concerned about things like brand recognition or public relations, uh, growth hackers are only interested in strategies that promote growth uh, and drive growth. Uh, and if marketing tactics don't have that potential, then they're not interested. They won't even touch it. Uh, and you'll see, uh, I mean, this is an interesting thing. So now if you go to companies like Dropbox, you go to, we'll talk more about Dropbox later, but um, loads of big brands all over the world, Nike, Adidas, Porsche, BMW, uh, Microsoft, uh, uh, Dell, uh, HP, Huawei, all of them have growth marketers, growth engineers, product managers, and other roles connected to growth marketing and driving growth through um, this type of implementation and management of marketing strategies that are only directed towards uh, results. So, uh, 
what's the breakdown of a, I mean, a growth hacking funnel? How do we look at it? So you're looking at a few different aspects, uh, which all in all uh, could be set up to, to do a growth hacking for you. So number one is to find the cheapest way to acquire new customers. So driving this cost, uh, customer acquisition cost down as far as possible. That's the biggest part of growth hacking. And that's, I'll give you some examples later on. Um, then we have the activation part, which is a, trying to growth hack to get people to try your product or to buy or to, you know. Then we have the retention, and this is, this is a tricky one. Um, we're gonna go more in depth later, but this is about keeping your customers and increasing lifetime value, all those sort of things. And you can use growth hacking to do that. Uh, it's very effective. Uh, and also revenue. Um, so uh, that will be, um, I mean, the revenue part, obviously, it's not the same as activation because activation is about getting new customers. Revenue is about having your existing customers get new customers for you. And that also goes into the last aspect, which is the referral part. So, again, having this circular type of motion, a uh, perpetual motion machine that you just have to start once and then it drives itself uh, and does all the steps for you uh, moving forward. Um, so it's, it's um, growth again is super interesting and I, I think uh, rather than me going through uh, all this boring stuff, uh, let's just talk about some concrete examples of what growth hacking is uh, and how companies have uh, used them, concrete examples. So one of the examples that I'm, I like the most is, um, is with Monzo, uh, which is a digital bank, uh, it was founded in the UK. And what Monzo did um, was that when customers applied or when people registered to have an account created, they were piled up in a queue. So you'd actually, when you entered the app, you'd see how many people are in front of me and how many people are behind me in the queue. Pretty standard. I mean, it's just like going to a nightclub. So you'll see uh, in the nightclub analogy is that usually clubs will keep the line pretty long, intentionally, to make the place look more popular. Uh, and in the same way, uh, Monzo uh, displayed the queue, because it's something psychological uh, in the human mind. I think it's innate to the human mind that you see that, okay, I'm in front of people, I want to get ahead, get ahead, get ahead. Um, and even though there are, these are two different approaches with the same uh, sort of uh, result, uh, what Monzo did to drive uh, user acquisition uh, was that if, when you were in the queue, say you had a thousand people ahead of you, you could click a button which said, bump me ahead. And what it then did, would, it would let you invite, uh, you'd have to invite three of your friends and that would skip you to the front of the line. So what do you think happens? <laughs> Naturally, uh, you're given the opportunity to skip ahead of everyone, uh, have instant gratification, which is another inert thing to the human mind, only, uh, or not even only, but by simply inviting some friends and have them register. So what the result was uh, for Monzo by using this growth hacking cycle was that they had went from zero to a quarter million or 250,000 users in two years in their bank. Uh, and since then, the growth has been humongous, even bigger. Uh, I think they have more than two and a half million, four million customers now. Um, so 
it really is one of the one of the golden examples uh, of, of growth hacking. Uh, another one uh, is Dropbox, uh, and this is more about the. Um, this is also about the. I think it, I would call it about the customer activation. So you already have the customers, and then what Dropbox would do. And for those of you who don't know what Dropbox is, just pause the video, <laughs> search for it, and then come back. But it's basically it's a cloud storage uh, service. So. What, uh, what Dropbox did was that they gamified their, um, their platform uh, in the sense that if you performed simple tasks within the platform, you would get free storage, free extra storage. So one example was, okay, so write a review, a good review, and then you'll get 125 megs or something like that. Or you could upload um, photos from your camera to then again increase the, the database of, of Dropbox, you would get three gigs or something. Or you could invite two friends, you would get uh, one gig of free storage uh, for a lifetime. So all these small things where they're forcing or incentivizing you to take a specific action um, really helps them grow without putting in much effort because they're sure they're giving something away for free, but what they get in return is new users, more data, more analytics, and, and potentially more revenue because, uh, I mean, this is, this is just based on, if they know that their uh, customer conversion rate is 5% and they have 1,000 users who invite three friends, well, that's suddenly you have 4,000 users, and if you get 3,000 new users and your conversion rate is 10%, well, that's 300 new sales. And what do you give away? You give away maybe 10 gigabytes of storage? 20? 100? You can, I think you can buy 100. <laughs> I mean, for a company like Dropbox, 100 gigabytes is, is irrelevant uh, with, their, with their servers and so on and so forth. I mean, you can buy 100 gigabytes for, for less than 10 euros. So effectively, by giving away 10 euros worth of storage to customers, they're gaining a potential I would say between 80 and 300 new customers, paying customers, and 10 times, uh, 20 to 10 times more users than that. So then you can take it a step further and you can think, okay, what happens after they got the 3,000 extra from the first 1,000 users? Well, now you have 3,000 users who can also invite three friends. And if they do, then you have 9,000 extra users and out of those, if your conversion rate is between five and ten percent, then you have an additional, uh, an additional four hundred fifty to nine hundred sales, and you're giving away thirty euros worth of storage. So, in the grand scheme of things, you I guess you can see the efficiency here of, of, of a growth app hacking strategy, which is correctly implemented. Uh, another example, um, except for uh, you know Dropbox, um, Dropbox and uh, and uh, uh, Monzo uh, is uh, Revolut, uh, which is another digital bank here, here in the UK. Um, super, super, super fast growth and uh, and Revolut as well, and they implemented uh, a similar tactic as Monzo, so they built on a successful growth hacking strategy and they also implemented to skip ahead of the line. So what you would do is that you would, again, invite friends to be the first served. Uh, and I think this is one of the most effective growth hacking strategies, which, which still is hugely effective. 
uh, all over. Um, the same thing for Viaban, it's a transportation startup uh, in the UK. Uh, you have, um, well, you actually have Uber Eats trying to do the same thing, but instead of uh, giving uh, <clears throat> and the incentive for the for the Uber Eats uh, part of it is again you get vouchers. You get one voucher, and then you have to invite three friends, and if they spend, then you get half of the value that they, you give them. Um, so all these schemes are sort of elaborate, and the value you're giving away is minimal compared to the value you get back. However, you cannot only focus on the acquisition part. You have to also focus on retention, because if you're giving away stuff for free, and the customers only use your platform once, with what you gave them, well, then you're negative. So you're giving away more stuff than you're getting back into the shop. Um, so how do you do retention with growth hacking? Um, well, um, there are several different um, several different tactics, and I'm not sure if I have one which I prefer more than others. However, um, one really good one would be to say you have say you have a thousand a thousand users in your app. Uh, all of them bought a service when they were onboarded, but now you're having trouble by you're you're having issues keeping them active and and, and uh, sort of keeping your churn low. So what can you do? Um, there are several approaches, um, but I would say that um, one which is uh, highly um, <clears throat> highly um, highly effective is actually if we backtrack and go into the Dropbox one by by thinking about the uh, the gamification. So you're giving away smaller slices of, of incentive. Well, you're, you're actually lowering the incentive because the threshold is lower as well because the people are already on the platform, they've already bought something. So try to draw some, uh, draw some tangents from the Dropbox example. And <clears throat> one thing you could do would be to, uh, would be to, um, sorry, so one thing you could do would be to, um, One thing you could do would be to um, have your existing customer base and you can think of, of activation tools. So you have a dormant user and you could sort of incentivize them to activate, reactivate by giving them a limited time offer. You could give them something like, okay, if you invite three friends then your next service or product will be XX amount off. Uh, or you could even go as far as to say or implement some sort of scheme where you have that each fifth whatever, so say if you are, say if you're Uber and you want to keep uh, activate, or you want to have higher retention and you want to have more active customers, then you can give them every 10th ride for free perhaps. Or you could do that every time they invite 10 friends, they get $20 off a ride or $20 in credit. So here again, we have to think about the the value contra the, uh, the price of the incentive. So say you're giving $20 away. Uh, for every 10 new users. Now, look at your conversion. If your conversion is more than 10%, you'll make money this way. So, and you also have to consider, you can't just figure out, okay, I'll give them 20 bucks. You have to think about, okay, what's the average spend? For a ride, for example, do you want to cover one ride for free, two rides for free? What do you want to do? Um, this is again, this is again uh, about mentality. So <clears throat> say if you put the, the voucher, so look, um, say you have a city like London, 
or New York or, or wherever, and you look at the average rider co uh, ride cost for, for a normal user. So you might find that average cost for a ride is eight bucks, uh, eight and a half dollars, or eight and a half pound, whatever. And then you might think that, okay, so let's give them eight pounds and they'll have to pay 50p for the, for the, for the ride after they get the voucher, after they have invited 10 friends. However, that not, might not be as incentivizing as you, as you think. <clears throat> think rather, uh, I'd rather go about it and think, okay, so how can we get them to do the first ride and then do another ride and we'll take part of that and where they'll have to cover some of it themselves. Because then you're not only giving them one ride and they'll pay and they'll be like, okay, now I'm waiting for the next gift. However, if you give them, maybe you give them $15, $16 in the voucher after they invite 10 people who successfully register, <laughs> then they'll do one ride and they'll, they'll, they'll make sure that their first ride does not exceed the voucher value or the credit value because people are greedy uh, or cheap rather. Uh, and then you have them going on the next ride and you will see that, uh, that they'll have to cover some of it themselves. But then you've gotten two rides out of it. So again, metrics, KPIs, and then you'll also have 10 more people who are doing the same thing. So instead of giving away, uh, giving away uh, one ride, well, less than one ride, you're giving away one ride and then you're getting paid 50% for the last one. And this applies to all your users. So you might end up earning anywhere between um, 1500, uh, no, sorry, uh, <clears throat> 5000 and, and 7500 uh, instead of uh, earning 300. However, you have put in more, uh, more of an investment, but you are, again, you're reaping more benefits at the end of it. Um, I think those are some good examples. Another good example for growth hacking is uh, also emails, uh, emailing lists, and a very good example for for growth hacking through email uh, is uh, actually um, Support Alley uh, or or even uh, Co-Schedule. Uh, if anyone of you have heard of either of those, so what they did was that they would give um, Co-Schedule would be it's a it's a it's a freemium service. So uh, it's used by marketers worldwide, and as you can tell, it's an integrated calendar service. Um, so or online editorial cal calendars rather. Um, so what CoSchedule did was that they, um, the entire service was free. So you had a freemium version, um, but to get access, they only required you to sign up with your email. So this is a very good, uh, good thing to collect a huge database, database of, of email users. Um, because when you have a huge mailing list, or if you have any mailing list, the cost to send an email and, and a good one of that is minuscule, minuscule. I mean, we're talking a couple of cents per email, if, if anything at all, or, or a couple of cents or P for, for a thousand emails. So, and, and also some stats have found that email actually is one of the best uh, return on investment tools you can use for advertising and marketing, which is probably why you have 25 new marketing emails in your inbox every day. Um, if you want, you can check out episode two. We are talking, uh, no, actually episode one, <clears throat> where we talked a bit more about standing out with your email marketing, e-blasting. However, the return on investment for an average email with promotional content is 40 to one. 
which means that if you invest $1 into an email, you'll expect a return of 40 on average. And also, of course, the average is across a thousand brands and millions of emails, but that's a typical return investment. <clears throat> Obviously, it varies on business. Um, so email, amazing. Other things you can do if you have a freemium type of software and if you want big returns or, or a big uh, sort of uh, initial use acquisition or, or just awareness or discovery or branding uh, is actually contests. So I'm sure you've seen a thousand or a million contests on Facebook, for example, uh, or Instagram or, or wherever where you uh, simply you tag to your friends or you invite to your friends or you leave your name, you create some buzz um, and then you're uh, entering to win. So let's again consider some of the metrics here because it's really important that we dive into the numbers. <clears throat> so uh, what people found was that the, the actual uh, response rate to contests among uh, users or new, um, or new uh, <clears throat> so the engagement rate uh, with contests is about 75% if you engineer it correctly. Which is which is a lot, and we can compare this to um, we can compare this to something like yeah, assessments or, or, or configurators or, or something like that, where the equivalent is about one in five, and here you have three out of four. So a huge difference, huge difference. So contests are amazing growth hacking tools you can use for early growth or discovery, recognition, branding, awareness, um, and also obviously to drive some sort of metric and, and also help increase the number of emails you have on your mailing list. So if you do run a contest, so for example, your website and you do a promotion or you're on your Facebook page and you do promote the post and all they have to do is click a link, send up with email, and then send it to two friends on Messenger or something, you really can see that this is an exponential curve we're talking about. So again, uh, an amazing tip. You should try it out for sure. Um, other things to talk about. Um, actually, I want to, um, to, to spiral a bit out of the actual, um, actual uh, uh, cases and, and leave you guys with uh, an analogy instead to help you wrap your head about uh, head around uh, growth hacking as a whole because I mean you can google growth hacking you can read about it for seven years you'll still find a new article tomorrow um, or the day after however I think an important thing to um, think about when you're thinking in terms of, of growth hacking is imagine that okay so so your business as a whole with all its departments and all its different functions is like a industrial complex with several buildings. Okay, so you have one uh, warehouse for your management, one for the uh, boots on the ground, the employees, the sales force, different things, and then for your marketing, you have a factory. So you go inside your factory, and the factory floor is empty. Now, you want to have small machines with different functions inside on the factory floor. Call it an assembly line if you wish. So you have your marketing vision, you have, which is aligned with your business vision, what you want to become, or who you want to become within uh, a marketplace, or without, within a domain, of, a business domain, or within a sector, that's your long term. And you also have some short term goals for sure. Now, what you want to do with your empty factory, which is your marketing factory, is that you want to have several different machines on the floor and the different machines should have different functions. So you want one machine to give you new customers, one machine to activate existing customers, one machine to 
uh, help you get referrals, one machine to help you uh, have less churn, one to have more social engagement, you name it, a million different machines. And usually when we think about the a fractional marketing strategy, um, so a small sort of campaign, if you wish, is that you set a starting point and you set an end point. So you go from A to through B, or A through Z, C. Um, and that is all fine and well. However, uh, which we'll talk about. <coughs> um, however, if you have a straight line, so you go A to Z, straight line. That's really not effective because then you have to reiterate and you have to go from A to Z again all along. You have to drive it forward. Uh, what you would rather want to do is have these small circular schemes, if you wish. Um, so you go from A through Z back to A with one, with one uh, revolution. So you go what revolutions instead of straight lines. Linear, no linear, revolutions, <coughs> circular. So how can you do this? Let's go back and relate back to the um, examples I gave before, uh, which were, say you want customer acquisition. <clears throat> so you want people to sign up to your service or your app, you want people to download, sign up on your website, whatever, Cust new, new users, okay? So you have them sign up, they go through it, and at the end of the sign up, you tell them, Invite two friends and have them register and we'll give you $10 credit on your first purchase. Well, you'll get first service 10% off, 5% off, just some tiny incentive that can help them want to send the email. The incentive, you have to figure this out for your own personal business. What's the threshold? What's the minimum amount of incentive you can give to someone so that they will do you a favor? because this is a transaction between two parties. <clears throat> or you can think of it in terms of, so you sign up, you invite two friends, and then those friends also get the same thing you get when they sign two people up. So let's just imagine uh, how this would work out. Um, <clears throat> so say you have 100 signups the first week or the first month. And if you don't have any incentive at the end, yeah, that's what you get. And you might have paid $1,000 in marketing to get those 100 customers. Perfect. Now you know if you pay $5,000, you might have 500 new, uh, new users next month thereafter. <clears throat> so do this for three months uh, and keep increasing by five each time. So first month you had 100, it cost you 1,000. Next month, you add 600 overall, cost you an additional 5,000. And hopefully your efficiency also goes up because you are bigger. So the third month, you pay 20K and you have 2,500 new users. So all in all, 3,100 users and you pay about uh, 26,000. No, sorry, sorry, um, 20,600 <clears throat> to acquire 2,600 new users. Perfect. Now you just reiterate and you try and you sort of engineer it a little bit uh, and you keep on pushing loads of money into marketing and you're getting results. However, could you do better? Now, you put the referral part at the end and say you give away, say you give, let's just 
make it easy. You give away five bucks each time somebody refers someone. Or each time someone successfully refers two people. Okay? And they have to register before they get the incentive or the reward. So the first month, you again, you pay, uh, you, what was it, $500 for our hundred users. Um, they come on, uh, they register, they invite two friends, and they get $5 each. So now you spend $1,000 for the first 100 people. However, you have 300 users instead. So you're actually tripling the amount of people by only doubling the amount of spending. <clears throat> okay, so you're doubling down the spending for the first month only, keep in mind, keep in mind, the first month you spend double, but you get triple. Now, for the next month, you have 200 fresh users who also signed up and invited two people on their own, each by themselves. So you actually got an additional 400 users and you paid about, uh, you paid 2,000 for those. No, sorry, 1,000, because you gave $5 to the 200 people, okay? So now you have 700 people after two months, and you paid $2,000. Now, the new 400 that you got from the 200 before them, they invite two people each as well. So you get 800 new users, and for them, you pay 4,000. Sorry, you actually don't pay 4,000, you pay 2,000, sorry. So you pay 2,000 for those. <clears throat> and then those additional 800 people, they do the same thing. Bum, 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 iterate, iterate, iterate. It drives itself, it goes around in circles. You don't have to go full line, go full line, go full line, go back, go full line. It drives itself and the incentive you're giving is your marketing investment you don't pay for promotion except for the first time and if you're really in a scarcity mindset and if you really want to hustle you canvas those first hundred people on your own and spend nothing but your time and this is the mindset you have to get into if you want to be successful with growth hacking and really master the art of, of leveraging every dollar you have <clears throat> because you can end up doing and and we only did three iterations so we went from 100 to 300 to 700 to 1500 1500 users for less than five thousand dollars compared to twenty and a half thousand for one thousand uh, sorry for, for two thousand six hundred users so all you hear you can see and if we did one more iteration we'd be over 3,000 users and still we'd be paying less than 60% of what we paid for the other uh, for the other strategy so this is just an example and if you increase the amount of referrals needed to get the reward and still are, are, are under the sort of the intersection where the lines cross then we're, then we're talking a ratio of three to one on the user acquisition you know, and, and the cost is still the same. So you really have to use, spend some time and figure out what is the minimum incentive needed to get the customers to share a link and have their friends sign up. 
And I think I think you want to uh, to sort of wrap it up on that note, and also consider uh, one last thing, which is that this is one example of a circular machine. So one of those uh, a perpetual uh, yeah a, a circular scheme in marketing and growth hacking. And if we think back to the factory that we imagined before with the empty factory floor, what you want is not a factory full of, of one-way assembly lines that just go straight. You want a factory floor full of circular schemes so that everywhere you look around you in your marketing department, in your, in your everywhere in your marketing, uh, under your marketing strategy and everything you have to, have circular schemes all working for you. You don't work for them, they work for you. And they keep driving themselves forward and everything is automated. And it's also exponential compared to the linear curve of the usual acquisition. It can be used for retention, it can be used for uh, engagement, for revenue, for referral, anything. But most of all, and, and this is where most people have issues in the beginning, is in acquisition, user acquisition, getting more users. And it's also, if you're in a startup, it's also what sort of sets the earliest valuation for you if you're into investor talks, if you're doing a seed round, or even in your series A, if you have a million users, then you have a pretty good starting point for, 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 for growth. And if you have uh, 10,000 users and you spent the same amount of money as someone who has a million, yeah, <clears throat> then you're not as well off because you're, you're, not, you're showing that you don't know what you're doing. Um, so I just want to leave you with this. Uh, we went a little bit over time, but I'll wrap it up. So think about the factory floor. Think about these circular schemes who, go, who run themselves. You just kick it off and then it runs itself. Have as many as you can, and uh, that's how you really leverage growth hacking to grow your business quicker. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the HFL Podcast, and we'll be back again tomorrow with, uh, with a really cool guest. See you there.